Welcome to the Girls Only Project podcast, where we will be discussing all things women in sport. We want to use this platform to discuss and share the challenges we face as women in sport. So today on the Girls Only Project podcast, we have Springbok Sevens captain Zinkle Mpupa with us. Zinkle was appointed as captain in 2018 and is also a provincial cricketer. Zinkle, we are so excited to have you on the podcast and just can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much, Lee, for having me. So, um, yeah, maybe just start off by telling us a little bit about how your sporting journey started. Well, it's a very long story, but I'll try and short. <laughs> um, uh, I, I started, luckily, from a family that has a sporting background. Um, they used to just play cricket as well, so... I grew up going to their games like each and every Saturday. Saturdays was always like my best days because I get to go watch them play. <laughs> and that basically, I used to play netball grade one and grade two. But yeah, and athletics as well. And um, I just left everything up ever since I, I actually saw um, a ladies, ladies, ladies team playing cricket. Now, while I was watching my brothers play, and then I saw, I told myself, this is where I want to be one day. And yeah, since then, um, having my brothers and my cousin that actually always looked after my cricket career, teaching me how to bowl, teaching me how to bat. And that's where the passion grew, grew fonder for, for cricket. And um, yeah, unfortunately, rugby took over, which, which I don't really regret. But any day, giving a chance to go back to cricket, I'd, I'd definitely do that. And yeah, up until then, I've been um, this rugby person and sports loving person. Not actually following each and every sports, but still following cricket and rugby, obviously. And um, yeah, since okay. then, I'm, I've been still um, into sports and still playing rugby. Awesome. That's very cool. Um, what made you like finally decide to choose rugby over cricket? Well, rugby for me happened so quickly. I got the colours, um, provincial colours, colours quickly. And the following year as well, having to get the national colours and the 20s now. So I thought to myself, well, um, cricket has always been the love of my life. And um, um, ever since I started uh, with cricket, I also got the colours as well on the 19th and slowly got integrated into the, into the senior team. But with rugby... I got straight into the into the, the senior team, starting with the sevens team, and the following year with the fifteens team. And yeah, since then I've been playing for 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 border, 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 border rugby in the Eastern Cape for like for like um, uh, twenty eleven up until twenty sixteen when I had to move now. And also um, the the guy that always um, um, looked after my my my, my sporting career that that drive me to actually enjoy rugby even more because I didn't like it at all. I thought I will never play rugby in my life. And he was like to me, okay, listen, yeah, I'll just, I'll just give you 50 run every time you score a try. So I told myself, <laughs> more fucking money for me. Why, why, why? I, I just sort of do that. So I just wanted to do it more and more and more and more. And yeah, the 50 run just vanished, but I still enjoyed rugby anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. So just, yeah, it sounds like you really grew a love for it as the more and more you played, played the game, which is awesome because it's yeah, so important to love what we're doing and have a passion. Definitely. That's very cool. Um, yeah, and then I guess like as your, your rugby career kind of um, escalated quite quickly, 
um, and then you were offered a contract to play for the Springboks in 2013, um, but you yeah. actually declined the offer to, to rather focus on your studies. Why did you, yeah. why did you feel that you had to choose between, between the two? Well, that was a quite a hard decision for me, but as a person, I always set myself goals. And since, since I went to the under twenties um, tournament that was in England, that's when I actually knew I can actually make a living out of rugby. But um, what if something happens now while playing rugby, say for instance, my rugby career comes to an end, maybe I get um, an, a lifetime injury. Now, where, do I, where am I going to fall into? So I told myself, okay, start this first and then rugby can come second. Um, and then the contract came and I had to choose between the two. I obviously went for the studies, which was not, which was not nice because I never got the national call up again. And I was just playing provincially and, and club rugby, which I currently enjoyed anyway. Um, and then, uh, yeah, since 2016, I've been someone invited me of the coach, the sevens coaches, I've they invited me again. And then, yeah, that's when everything started changing again. Okay, so you've all, yeah, as you say, you've always kind of set goals for yourself and it's quite a yeah. um, mature decision to make. I mean, I think a lot of athletes, they kind of just go for their sporting goals from the start. Yeah. They're like, don't look back. But to be able to make that decision and almost be like, my studies are really important because I need to have this backing in case something does go wrong. You know, it's not Definitely. the way a lot of people think. Some people are often like, no, I just want to achieve my goals or I just want to, you know, go to the Olympics or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah, and they're yeah, like, I'll I worry about the other stuff later. You know, so it's really a different way to look at it. And um, yeah, I really respect you for that. It's really, really awesome that you that you could take that decision and, and make it for yourself. And um, and almost like still have the belief that you will, the rugby will still be there. You know, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Sometimes I look at it the other way around where they say like, um, well, studies is always going to be there, which is fair enough. Um, you know, you get old and stuff like that. If that's the decision that they want to take, that's still fine. But it also comes down to the fact how, to the fact that how did they raise you at home and how is the situation back uh, So with me, they actually re rely mostly on me. So me leaving this, the, 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 my, 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 my start is for rugby, which might be for one year or so. Whereas if I study for this, three years, then I can actually work for a lifetime and groom myself into that. So I, I just was lucky enough to actually start rugby in a very young age and um, to still have the chance to actually work on myself, to work actually to reach the standard that is, that there is set, that is set actually now. So yeah, how you grow up also plays a huge role in how you actually make decisions for yourself and your family and the people around you as well. Yeah, definitely. It relies um, a lot on your circumstances, I think. So that's, um, yeah, that does play a big part in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's really awesome how you've done it. And I think like a really great example for others who, who are going to follow in your path, I'm sure. So that's very really cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it will be for sure. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess talking about like studying and then now you're back playing rugby, have you had like a really defining moment in your career yet? Well, in my rugby career, um, I can say uh, getting the cap, the first, the first cap, which was now in, 20, in 2014 with the Springbok Women's Science team and having to actually score a try, that is a moment that I will never forget. Mm. 
So I went away for quite a, a while, but it was worth it. At the end of the day, I'm now scoring more, even more tries for them, even worth at that time as well. And the other highlight was actually playing, one of the highlights was actually playing in, yeah, in Cape Town, having um, the home crowd and all that experience. It was, it was an indescribable feeling. I mean, we didn't do so well like the, like, like the would have expected us to do but still they were cheering for us and um, no one did boo us or anything like that it was just a great feeling and hopefully it will happen again this year as well. yeah I'm sure I mean I think your country <laughs> will always back you no matter what so I think especially since South Africans are like rugby mad um, I don't think that it matters who's playing they will always be there to support you and yeah it must be incredible <laughs> to play in front of like on home ground in front of your own country it must be an amazing experience um and i mean and then you you know um got awarded like the captaincy and you know now you've got to lead the team um what you know <laughs> yeah it must be crazy but i mean what lessons you know have you have you learned in leadership or has like rugby taught you i guess well um with most people that have seen captaining the, the the teams and stuff like it um most of them do change the, who they are but what, I, what, I, what I've learned in, in this leadership um, that I've been in now, I, 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 I didn't have to change who I am. And luckily, um, I'm not, I am the leader, maybe by name, but it doesn't mean that I'm above with everyone else in the team. Luckily, there's um, experienced group of girls that I'm actually working with. So it's very, it's very, it's very different to other teams, I might say. Um, so they, they, they know what to do and when to do it. So I don't have to leave them with, with stuff like that. So I can only say that um, I, what I've learned throughout this leadership that I've been um, doing is just, there is no, I, I don't have to change who I am because of the name that has been labeled under, under my name actually. And also I'm not above everyone because I'm the captain of the team. I'm, I'm, I'm just still the same person who gives the same as the other person that that is giving into the team as well. Yeah, definitely. So you almost, yeah, you're on the same level as everyone else, but maybe you just yeah. you're the voice kind of for the team in a way um, and there for that motivation and support. But yeah, I mean, that's like an amazing, uh, it's amazing to hear that from a captain because I think you always want to feel like everyone's on the same playing field and, and you're all one team and you all work well together and everyone can throw in ideas and, and opinions yeah. and, and everyone gets heard. So I think that's really a, um, yeah, a great way to lead a team. And it's, and it's awesome to hear that you've been able to just be yourself. I think that's the greatest thing a leader can be is just be themselves um, and lead Definitely. like that. So that's, that's really cool. And then, yeah, I guess speaking about women's rugby, you know, is women's rugby, is it a viable career at the moment? Well, at the moment, I can say um, with people, with us, that is actually in the system. I can say we owe it to the girls out there that actually want to be like us. Um, at the moment, it's not really for everyone and can just be the, a, a, a few ladies that are actually adding the contract. And it's up to us to actually get onto the circuit and, 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 and open more opportunities to other girls out there. So that is like... Um, up to us. That is one of the, of, the, of, the, of the burdens that we put in our shoulders that we make sure that people that have the same dreams like us, they do actually get to, to where we are now. And it would be much better than, than, than it is now because we worked so hard to achieve 
um, what, what we'd like them to, to actually see and have, not, not have the struggles that we are having and, and all of that, and be more ladies than, than just um, than 14 girls in, 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 in a team. Yeah, definitely. I think I've spoken to, you know, a few people on the podcast and it's kind of like a theme that's running through is that it's almost like what we do now, setting a platform and getting, um, you know, things in place to provide yeah. those coming up um, yes, an opportunity to achieve their, their dreams. It's almost like what we do now is what counts. Yeah. And it's almost like an unselfish sort of act. You know, it's like we might not reach the level we want to reach, but if we put in the work now, you know, those people will reach that level. So it's, um, yeah, it's really cool. And I, I love the way everyone's thinking, thinking the same around that in women's sports. It's really, really cool. And I'm excited to see, you know, how it's all going to look in a few years time, you know, um, it's very, very exciting. But I mean, I think there has obviously been some development in, in seven rugby, you know, 2019 was the first year that both men and women were in the HSBC sevens tournaments um and you know is there any what yeah what else is is i guess world rugby doing to grow to grow women's rugby like you said lee um having the same tournaments together with the guys that is actually the the most like popular thing that is happening now and not separating the two tournaments like having the same the same tournament in the same venue even though some places in not, is not, is not um, participating in that yet, but hopefully as time goes on and on and on, it would be like totally the same and we play them. There's the same number as guys as well, the same, same tournaments as guys and also having to, to have the number of the teams, core teams in the World Series as well. Um, the more we get to play more tournaments as well, hopefully. So um, I think World Rugby is, is working towards that by having those tournaments that you just mentioned as well, Cape Town, having Sydney and all of that, um, and all of those tournaments. So yeah, I think they are the right track. Yeah, definitely. It just takes time. I think that's the thing is, you know, it's not all going to happen at once. We've got to be patient, but we're also excited and we just want to <laughs> want to try and get there as soon as possible. But yeah, I think there's great strides being made and it's really positive looking forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a positive part of it. And then I think when you look at another aspect, maybe like sponsorship is something we've spoken about quite a bit in, in previous podcasts with athletes as well. Is there a big difference, you know, in, in men's and women's sponsorship? Like, do you see a big difference, say, in the, in the, seven, the men's sevens SA team and you guys? Like, um, is there a struggle with sponsorship or, or do you find that it's, it's as easy as the men are getting it? It's, it is a huge difference, I must say. And sometimes we struggle with it and having to compare ourselves. I mean, we are the same environment. Um, we're training sometimes together and stuff like that. We're playing by the same continent. And yeah, we sometimes expect everything to be the same, but that's, that, that doesn't, that's, that's not how it works, man. Um, I mean, um, they're the core team in the World Series, so everyone want to be involved with them. So it comes down to the fact that we as, as, as women, as, as women playing rugby in South Africa, actually owe it to ourselves. I mean, getting ourselves into the map there and attract people. I mean, that's how sponsorships gets, 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 um, gets attention to, 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 to team sports. So, um, I mean, that is also the, the part of the things that, that, that would actually change if we get ourselves onto this world circuit. I know it's not easy. And uh, as I said, it might not be us getting onto the circuit, but we have laid a platform for people that would have, that would make it to the, to the, to the world circuit. 
and um, yeah, also with with individual sponsorships. So it started nicely. Um, starting to have like sponsorship like Puma and and also um, recovery things as well. Um, having having players that actually um, do get those little sponsorships. I think it also starts there. Um, yeah, having you being the the, the spring of women's science player and pushing yourself out there, getting people um, to to get to actually get um, to know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, me definitely <laughs> to get to get attention, man. In what yep. you do and stuff, and then it goes on to the team as well. So I think I think um, as a rugby has done their part, it's just it's just up to us now to actually put ourselves at the put our hand up, get ourselves onto that circuit, and then we attract everyone. Then everyone actually be interested to actually know that okay, there is spring of women's and team, and they're doing this and they're doing that, and they need that, and then and that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's all about visibility. And I think that's with every yeah, definitely. Um, you know, yeah, the more the more you've seen, the more people are interested and and the more, you know, interest there is in you. So I yeah. think that's that's a big thing. Um, and definitely, I think getting, you know, as you say, onto the world circuit and into the same tournaments as the guys, it's just yeah. that visibility is just going to be enormous for you. And I think um, along with that, I'm sure will come will come sponsorship, equal sponsorship as well. Um, so yeah, I hope that that continues, continues um, for you guys. Um, and then yeah, I think you know, speaking a little bit about like the the quality between the men and women in sponsorship, I think it's also a subject that you know we talk about sometimes. But you know, rugby's seen as mainly a a men's sport um, yeah. by a lot of people. And you know, what is your opinion with that? Or what do you say to people who, who are like only men should play rugby or, or, or say comments like that? Well, there's always like a quote that I always write that the rugby is invented by men, but it is perfected by women. So <laughs> I'll say that to them. But um, you, you actually get people like that and they would never actually change their minds up until they see women onto the, onto the rugby field and playing with rugby. And um, if if sometimes someone feels like I shouldn't be playing rugby, okay, that's 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 for you. I mean, I'm playing rugby and I'm happy with it. And I I know it's not just for 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 guys or anything like that. And sometimes it's not easy to convince people are they to actually um, believe that okay, rugby is not just for women. And most people would actually um, test you and be like. Oh, can you tackle me and stuff like that? That's not the question that we would want to, yeah. I mean, it's fine, but it's not fine as well. What if I tackle you now and get, I get injured? Or what if I tackle you and you get hurt or something like that? So I just, I just with questions like that, I use that code. And um, if someone doesn't want to believe that, I know that I'm playing rugby and I don't need to prove it to anyone. And one day they would actually see the rugby and the, the women playing rugby and maybe the minds would change. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, yeah, you definitely don't need to prove to people, you know, why you should be playing. It's, that's, I think that's a really good attitude to have. And um, I think that, um, yeah, that quote is, is amazing. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of um, people who don't know what to say after you've said that. So have a good laugh. Awesome you, you bring some humor into it, which I think always helps with these kind of situations. Um, but I think, yeah, just, having the passion for the sport and being like a really good representative for it. That's, you know, that's what you want. And I think that's the yeah. best 
that's the best thing to like throw it at non-believers is just like show your passion and enthusiasm and, and love for the sport and, you know, play it with everything you have. And I think that's the best way to, to try and, um, yeah, just show people that, that it's not only, only for, for men, this, <laughs> this yeah. sport, that's for sure. Um, but I mean, like as a, yeah, I guess as a women's team, have there been like specific challenges that you guys have had to overcome, um, you know, from, from outsiders or, or anything like that? Yeah, like stereotypes, stereotypes that is going on, like um, um, in order for you to be playing rugby, you, you don't have, you can't be girly and stuff like that. And it, it, we struggle with quite a lot of, uh, of girls coming into the system and having to hear all of that. And then they start to feel uncomfortable and having to, to hear the fact that if you play rugby, you, you're going to start to turn into liking girls and stuff like that and not and not um be with the guys with the guys anymore so people are so much scared and running away from that and yeah it's 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 quite um sad statements that and it's 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 irritating at times because um we do have ladies that are actually married and still playing rugby ladies that have kids and stuff like that so and, late, and, 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 and ladies that are so girly, but still so strong onto the rugby field. For an example, um, the Australian team, all of them are girly, are girly girls. So um, yeah, they, I always use them as my example. There's, there's quite um, other teams as well. There's also girls into the team that are so, so girly, so much that you wouldn't think that she's playing rugby or she's into sports anyway. But when she gets onto that field, it's like totally different, different, different person. And it's it's quite hard to to actually answer questions, um, statements like that, or have a say in in the statements like that, because um, sometimes they get into your mindset, and um, you you'd say something rude, something that they wouldn't have expected you to say, and it would be huge now for for who you are as well as as being uh, a sport, um, re, um, representing the Springbok women's sevens team, and and yeah, it would go on and on and on. So we would just um, go with it and with the team and talk about it and um, maybe come up with something to say to anyone that will oh, just walk away from it and just agree with whatever they say to you, even though it doesn't sit nicely with you, but um, sometimes that just um, cuts down the conflict and, and, and having to argue with someone that you don't even know because they, they um, offended you. Yeah, for sure. I think stereotypes are just, um, yeah, they're just so, it's such a sad, sad thing to have to deal with you know because it's just it's just someone's opinion really that's all it is yeah. um and it just it just sucks that that it can kind of define you in a way you know a stereotype can can almost yeah define someone if they if they like give into it um, or believe yeah. it and like you said it's really sad to hear that you know some people are maybe shying away from a sport yeah. that they would initially want to play just because they're those stereotypes around it and yeah. you know, that's really sad because I think nothing should stop you from, from playing the sport that you love. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to hear that, but it sounds like you guys have a sort of a way of dealing with it. And it's fantastic to hear that you actually talk about it as a team and support each other in these things. Cause I think that's really important is that you don't feel alone in the, in these kind of yeah. challenges, you know, and there's a support base there. So I think that's really great that you guys do that, you know, speak about it as a team and deal with it and find ways to overcome it. 
Um, and I think that's, that's really great. You're not just ignoring it because I think that, yeah. could, you know, also lead to some problems, but obviously not great that we need to deal with those stereotypes. And I hope that, you know, as the sport progresses, we can definitely move away from them and, and change the way that people think. Um, so okay. that'll definitely be, be something that, that keeps um, changing in a positive direction as, as we move, move forward. Um, but yeah, it's great what you guys are doing. So well done with that. Thank you. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, what advice would you have for up and coming female rugby players? Oh, I always get this one, but <laughs> so with the young female rugby players are there, um, of any, any, any athlete that actually wants to play rugby, um, respect is very, is very, is very important in rugby. And um, you're always going to come across different people, especially if you're expecting to play a higher level or in any team for some cases, you're always going to get um, people from the different cultural black backgrounds and um, different color. And um, yeah, with the coaches as well, you're going to get the coaches that are so hard at, at, at some per, at players and you sometimes feel like, no, this coach is, 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 is so hard at me, but not at other, at other people. So if you respect yourself, respect the person next to you and respect what you are doing and what you want to achieve out of what you are doing, then you should be fine in, in, in coming into rugby. Yeah, that's sure. That's amazing advice. I really like that. And I think it's so important to have respect for everyone in your team, you know, respect for the coaches, respect for the people that you're playing with. As you say, everyone comes from different backgrounds. Um, you never know what people have been through to get to where they are. And Definitely. your respect is just so important in any team to respect your, your, um, your teammates, your competitors, you know, everyone. So I think that's an awesome message. Um, yeah, really, really cool. And then, um, yeah, if you had one wish for women's sport, what would it be? For women's sport in general? Yeah, just... in general. In general. <laughs> <On the spot. laughs> okay, so, um, one wish I would have for women's sport. I, I, I'm not going to say to be to be just like, like, like the guys or anything like that, but I would want women's sport to actually reach a level where um, there's no there's no um, male male um, dominating of male male people involved into the into the team setup, where it's just women understanding women and women coaching women women physios, um, and so on and so on. So um, so much that we won't have to be having conflicts where. Uh, we have to understand um, coach doesn't know mostly stuff about about women and so on and yeah to reach to reach that goal so that we can actually um, be free with everything we can we can be free to reach whatever goals we have we we all have currently in, into different sports goals as well yeah that's awesome that's really cool and I think I mean on that it's it's um a cool goal to have to be like for, for women, you know, to understand women or women coach women, all that kind of stuff. And I think it also leads to the fact that, you know, work needs to be done on the side yeah. of, of um, men coaching women as well. You know, there needs to be education on that front as well, you know, because I, I think um, 
we are always going to have like that turnaround where like maybe men are coaching women or even women coaching men. I mean, yeah, I've, I've done some coaching of men as well. So I think it's, it's, <laughs> that is wonderful. Yeah. That's just great. great. I enjoyed it. Um, so it does happen, but I think it's on both fronts. It's important to have education and understanding um, of each other. And it's just like, everyone's different. You know, women, women are different to men and there needs to be a different way that you coach them and understand them. So I think on that front, that is really important. Um, and then, you know, with your, with your studies, you know, what, um, what can we say? Like, do you have future plans, you know, past rugby or are you just thinking rugby at the moment? What's, what's going on in your head? <laughs> At the moment, I'm just I'm just focused in rugby. Obviously, taking um, small small courses now and again, and I'm currently now busy with psychology. Um, yeah, so obviously to prepare for life after rugby, and that would be now having to be working with any sporting team, having to be their biokinetics or having to be the 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 strength and conditioning coach. Okay, awesome. That's really cool. So staying within the sporting circle which obviously you know is where your interest lies and it's probably you're probably also learning so much you know not only from your studies but just a lot of it and like your experiences are just going to be like you know priceless when when one day you have to yeah you change to like working for a team so that's really cool and and that you just like um yeah keeping up with the education stuff like uh hearing you do like courses like psychology is really cool that's like so important mental health side of things so important in sport so so it's furthering your key like keeping on furthering your education is really important and and yeah i'm really excited to see see where that goes and maybe one day you'll be the coach of or the bikinetist of the women's team that would be really cool to see <laughs> hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I just have a few um, like little quick fire questions for you. They're just like fun questions just for everyone to get mm-hmm. to know you a bit, a little bit better. So um, <laughs> I asked him for all the, to all the podcast um, guests. Okay. So what is the best place or country your sport has taken you? Canada. I loved Canada. Awesome. Okay, cool. Are you a morning person? Ah, not really. <laughs> so you don't like the early morning training sessions? No, I don't like the, 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 the skill session most probably at seven o'clock and everyone, I'm still grumpy and most players are still laughing around and stuff and I'm like, just get it done and go. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite hobby outside of rugby? I've just discovered that I actually love the adventures out there like hiking and stuff which i thought i'd never do as well so i just love hiking like to see the sunset or sunrise as well i enjoy stuff like that okay awesome that's really cool um what is your favorite sport to watch cricket obviously (laughs) (laughs) okay um what have you done that you are most proud of I've been cooking for myself for a very long time and I haven't done that for, for like four years. So recently I've been cooking for myself and I'm so proud of myself for that. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even as an athlete, it's so hard because you're always so tired. You just wish someone else would do it for you. So I think yeah, that's very cool. Well done. 
Um, and on that, what is your favorite food? A favorite food? <laughs> Anything that is meat. <laughs> <laughs> meat lover. Okay, awesome. Yes. Proudly South African, that's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> um, do you have any pets? I don't have any pets, but I would love to have a chihuahua. Oh, chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what is one thing you can't live without? I can't live without my phone. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people. Sure. <laughs> um, name one thing on your bucket list. My bucket list? No. Taking myself on a holiday for something or something without uh, rugby or whatever, having to go. I haven't decided on to wear, but having to take myself out maybe for a weekend or so. Okay, cool. Just get a break from, from everything. That from everything. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, last question. What is the best advice you have ever been given? Never stop working hard. Awesome. That's very cool. I like that. And it's very true as well. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> then Claire, it's been awesome um, chatting to you and thank you so much for, for, for giving us your time and, and for everything that you've shared with us and the, the advice and inspiration you've given. You're just such an amazing ambassador for, you know, for women's sports um, and rugby as well. And yeah, I wish you guys all the best. I hope that you get back onto that rugby field soon. And, and yeah, we'll be supporting you all the way and can't wait to see what you guys, guys do in the future. <laughs> thank you so much, Lee, um, for having me. And thank you very much for, for the podcast. It means a lot to me and having to just stand for the women's rugby and my team as well. And um, we really appreciate the support and everything. Hopefully to get out there. And, and, and enjoy yourselves on the field once again. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. If you would like to find out more about the Girls Only Project, visit our website at www.girlsonlyproject.org or follow us at GoProjectSA on Twitter or at Girls Only Project on Facebook and Instagram.